Double Dribble Podcast brought to you by the DS Walk Show and Deep Voice Radio is coming at you in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Double Drill Podcast. I'm your host, DS Walk. And the Double Drill Podcast is brought to you by Deep Voice Radio and the DS Walk Show. How's it going, everybody, on this nice, hot Thursday night here in the Dallas Fort Worth area? That's where I'm coming from. And I know everybody is coming from different areas of this country listen to my show and before i get started on my topics today i want to thank you guys for listening to my show much love much appreciated and now let's get down to business and before i go into today's main topic which is big bang little bake i'm gonna give you guys a couple scores of today's action in the nba where we had the clippers blew out the charlotte hornets 113 to 90 the bucks Beat the Pacers 142-133. No defense played in that game. The Hawks beat the Magic 116-93. The Heat beat the Sixers 106-94. The New York Knicks beat the San Antonio Spurs 102-98. A throwback game from the 90s where defense was played. Bad field goal percentage. And my say, the New York Knicks are in the playoffs. And I gotta, I gotta say, I am truly shocked by that. But... When the Knicks are good, the NBA is good. Don't quote me on those words. Those are words of LeBron James and the Knicks fans. So congratulations to the New York Knicks of making the postseason in a very long time. Congratulations, guys. And Julius Randle, not only is the MVP candidate in my eyes, but he definitely got the most improved pair locked up. So congratulations to the New York Knicks in the postseason. Wow. And the Chicago Bulls beat the Toronto Raptors 114-102. And other news in baseball. The Oakland A's has been advised, been told by Major League Baseball that they can explore other options to play in other cities. In other words, they got approved to relocate out of Oakland. Now, the Oakland A's has always been Oakland's team. Well, let's just say... The Oakland A's came from the Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, but they moved to Oakland in the 60s, and they've been there ever since. And you can say they are Oakland's team, and they've been playing at the Coliseum since they moved to Oakland. The Oakland A's has been trying to get a new stadium for over 20 years. And between the team and the city, they can't come to agreement. So this is going to happen. I, I truly believe the Oakland A's is going to leave Oakland, just like the Golden State Warriors did, just like the Oakland Raiders did. And they moved to Vegas, and the Warriors moved down the street to San Francisco. This is not a good time in the for the fans in the city of Oakland because you don't want to lose your last team that represents your city. And 
let's just hope that some get worked out. We know the Oakland A's want the Riverfront Stadium. They've been pushing that for a while. City Council and the mayor are not with it. They can't get a new stadium built on the same site where their current stadium is being is as now. So where are they going to go? Let's just hope a resolution come between the city and the team. And I just hope that the Oakland fans don't lose their last team. Because if they lose the A's, there's no team in Oakland. There's no one to cheer for. So if you're A's fans out there, get your rally caps on, support your team. And NFL news, yesterday the NFL schedule dropped. I know a lot of you football fans were happy. I know everybody was was trying to pick out what game they want to go to or what game they look forward to seeing. Who's their favorite player going to play against? If you know me, I'm a Lions fan. So to see the Detroit Lions go go down to L.A. and play against their former franchise quarterback, Matthew Stafford, I will be all in on that. And even though I know the Rams going to win and I know Stafford is going to perform at an elite level, I just hope that the Detroit Lions will show up. And I'm looking forward to the Thanksgiving game. Of course, that's tradition. You play the Chicago Bears. But I, I'm more true to my prediction of Detroit Lions. I do believe they're going to go 6-11. and 11. I do believe they're going to show a lot of improvement. But I also believe that they're going to be terrible. There's nothing wrong with that because we finally have our direction. And we're sticking to our plan. And if you're a Lions fan, just remember, this is going to be a long-term rebuild. There's not going to be no short-term. So, as long as we show some promise from our young players and our veterans lead the way, we're going to be 6'11", but we're going to be a 6'11 team that's going to be hard to beat. So, if you're a football fan, I know, I know right now when that schedule came out, y'all got that football itch. I'm not the, I'm not the only one who's think that. Everybody got that football itch. And I know everybody's looking forward to the Green Bay Packers to see where Aaron Rodgers going to be this season. Is he going to be in Green Bay now? Because week two, the Packers and the Lions will play in, in Lambeau Field on Monday Night Football. I know everybody's going to tune into that. And not only that, everybody's going to tune into the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Dallas Cowboys down there in the big new sombrero in Tampa. Tom Brady against America's team. Everybody going to tune in for that. Just like everybody going to tune in for Monday Night Football or the Baltimore Ravens against the Las Vegas Raiders down there in Vegas where everybody going to be in that new don't stand they got. I'm going to tune in to that. Everybody looking forward to the uh, Chiefs and Bills. And the main event, Week 7, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the New England Patriots. Brady versus Belichick. Belichick versus Brady. Down in Foxborough. Who's going to win? Who's the way it is? Is it the Tom Brady's way that's been winning all these years? Or has it been the Belichick way that's been winning all these years? But they're going to duke it out. We're going to find out. Week 7 of the NFL. I will be tuning into that. And lastly, in NFL news. And I know this, is type of, this topic has been a very sore to a lot of people. In the NFL community, Tim Tebow has signed a one-year deal to come back to the NFL and play the tight end position for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, Tim Tebow hasn't played in the NFL since 2013. He is 33 years old. He is playing a position that he refused to play 10 years ago 
Well, should I say back in 2010 when he got drafted? Why? Because he wanted to be a quarterback. And when he was quarterback, he experienced a little bit of success. And the only success was he, he won. He won one playoff game. He beat the Pittsburgh Steelers and when he was with the Denver Broncos. That was his only highlight of his career. Other than that, Tim Tebow has been a not-so-good NFL player. But yet, he finds the way to make news and headlines. When he left football, he went to play minor league baseball. As far as he got was the AAA level of the New York Mets. He retired from playing baseball, and now he's back in football playing for his old head coach, someone he's very close with. And everybody is mad about it, or everybody got something smart to say about it. I'm on the one is not going to hate on it. Why? Because if you didn't see this coming, where you been? Think about it. Urban Meyer, head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Tim Tebow played for Urban Meyer at the University of Florida. Tim Tebow is from the Jacksonville area. Tim Tebow is a legend. The Jacksonville Jaguars need to, need to put some butts in those seats. Now, they do got Trevor Lawrence, their first pick in the draft. He's going to help out with that. But they need somebody else to help with that. And who's a better person to do that than Tim Tebow? And yes, we heard the stories that the coaching staff are against this. Some of the players don't like it. Totally understandable. I get it. But the thing is, Tim Tebow got to make the team. He's just not going to have an automatic spot on that team. He has to make the team. If he makes the team and he shows that he's better than the third or fourth, fifth tight end that's still on that team, then he deserves to be on the team. Now, you got people going to come out and say, well, T Tim Tebow got a chance to be in the NFL. How come Colin Kaepernick is not in the NFL? How come he's not getting an opportunity to be in the NFL? Bottom line, he doesn't know Urban Meyer. He, Colin Kaepernick doesn't have anyone in the NFL that will bring him in. Roger Goodell has tried. Stephen A. Smith has tried. Colin Kaepernick himself have tried, but it hasn't worked. So, Tim Tebow, it has worked, but he has to make the team. And I don't care what nobody thinks. I don't care what nobody got to say about it. Is it privilege? Yes, 100%. And it pays off when the guy that loves you, the guy that admires you, is the head coach of your head, your former head coach. That's just the bottom line with that. And again, he has to make the team. He has been out of football for about eight, nine years. He's probably slow. He probably can't catch. We don't know what Tim Tebow can do as a tight end. He probably won't be that good. But again, He's going to have to show up and demonstrate because Urban Meyer is not, I repeat, Urban Meyer is not just going to give him a roster spot just because he loves the guy. You got to earn it. I mean, if, if Tim Tebow goes out here in training camp preseason and stinks it up and he still gets a roster spot, then shame on Urban Meyer. But the bottom line, he got to earn it. And I'm not going to go against any former player or current player in the NFL because I know they feel some type of way about it. But as a fan, as a man looking from the outside, I am not worried about this. Again, he's going to have to make the team. And if he doesn't make the team, that's fine. If he makes the team, he earned it. And, yes, I know with Tim Tebow, it comes with the circus. I know that he's going to bring a lot of attention to that team 
that that team doesn't want. He's going to take some of that spotlight away from Trevor Lawrence. I understand that. But you know what? Have you ever thought that he's going to take some pressure off that young man? I'm just saying. And Urban Meyer, who has made some questionable decisions since he's been head coach of Jacksonville Jaguars. And again, are you surprised by that? You shouldn't be. He's been making questionable decisions ever since he's been a head coach. But the one thing we cannot say or criticize Urban Meyer for, the man knows talent, the man knows heart, and the man knows who has it. And I guess he still see that in Tim Tebow. I, I just don't know, but hey, he knows it more than me. So good luck to Tim Tebow. Good luck to Jacksonville Jaguars. I hope it works out. If not, hey, you always be a coach or a mentor. <laughs> so... I'm going to get to the main topic here, what I want to talk about. And what I want to talk about is Big Bank, Little Bank. And when I mean Big Bank, Little Bank, I'm talking about all this money that these college players are missing out on. And when I mean they're missing out on, I mean the NCAA and these schools are making millions and millions of dollars off these young kids' name, image, and likeness. And this has been going on for years. And every year... Everybody had this discussion of we got to start paying these athletes because the money's getting too big and these guys are going to continue to take money underneath the table and we can't have that. These young men and women going to continue to complain. We got to do something about it. So they decided to do something about it. More likely, these states had decided to do something about it. Why? Because all these student athletes have been raising noise about their tire of making the, their institution and the NCAA rich, and they're not seeing no profit from it. So this summer, or I should say now, it's been about who got the best bill, who got the best law in hand, who, which state is going to give out the most money. Well, so far right now, North Carolina has passed the bill. Florida on the verge of passing the bill in July. Texas is on the way passing the bill. Pennsylvania, New Hampshire, everybody only passing the bill. But the bill I want to talk about today is Georgia. And Georgia always love making the news. I, I don't know why Georgia like making the news, but they like making the news. See, with their bill, it's all about if the student athletes seeing what we're doing down here, they want to come to the state of Georgia and play for one of our institutions. But what the NCAA, what, excuse me, what Georgia don't tell you, it's a little twist to this whole thing. So when Governor Brian Kemp signed House Bill 617 on last Thursday, which allowed college athletes in the state to earn money off their name, image, and likeness starting on July 1st, everybody was so happy, including me. But then sometimes you just got to continue to read. That's why they said reading is fundamental. You got to continue to read because it's going to be a little twist. As you keep reading on, as keep as they continue, when people continue to thank thank the governor for the bill, for student athletes across the country will have Georgia on their mind because now this is a recruiting effort from the state of Georgia to get people or student athletes to come to their school. The new legislation contains a twist, and it says schools can require athletes to pull up to seventy four point nine nine percent of their money earned in an escrow account. That would then be shared with other athletes. However, it would not be able to, 
to be withdrawn until a year after they graduate or leave school. So another word is this. If Roy McCary, I'm just my cousin A, if Roy McCary makes $500,000 off his name, likeness, and image, he won't see that money until he leaves school. And not only he won't see that money, he will have to share his money with every student athlete. So in other words, he will still be broke. He will still be broke. And that's the point where they don't tell you is that no matter how much you bring in for your name, for your image, for your likeness, no matter how much you bring in for your sponsorship, you're going to have to share it with the 15th guy or the 105th guy on the football team, the 15th guy on the basketball teams, the 20th guy on the hockey team, softball team, lacrosse team, soccer team, whatever sport is at that school. Roy McCary is going to have to share that money with everybody. And you know what I was going to leave him with? Not enough money. Roy McCary was a, is a star athlete. A star athlete who's never going to see that $500,000. And then by the time he leaves school, he will get a percentage of after he leaves. So my whole point is this. Georgia, Texas, Florida, North Carolina. What, y'all up here trying to one-up each other. How about y'all just come out here and just be honest? Y'all going to keep them kids broke. See, what they won't tell you is that they want these schools to be the bank in which these schools are complaining that, well, the NCA should be the bank because they're the bank for us. And on top of that, I feel bad for these schools because the NCA only gives them one third, one third of the money they earn for their teams making the NCA tournament and getting far. So mainly the NCA keep majority of the money and they give them money out here and there. It's, it's kind of like allowance money. It's like, when you're growing up, your mommy, dad, or your grandparents, they'll have a list. You know, uh, oldest son get $20, middle son get 10 youngest son get 5 And we'll get out here and there. It's crazy how this system works in college. But hey, you always depend on these states to do the right thing. And what's the right thing to do is keep these kids broke. Why? Because no matter what they say, no matter what they tell you, the big lie, they trying to protect the student athlete. They trying to protect their rights. Who cares? It's, it's a shame that, it's just a shame that he had to go through all those hoopla for these kids to get paid only to find out that they got to share their money with other student athletes. And the state of Georgia want these cut kids to have their schools in mind. Yeah, after they start reading the whole bill and be like, oh, we got to share our money? Nah, man, I'm good with that. I'm not trying to share my money. I earned that money. Big bank, little bank. Man, it, it, it's a shame, man. It, it's kind of like that guy that owes you money. But he doesn't have it. But he has money to go get some liquor. He has money to go get some food. He has money to go get some weed. <sighs> Y'all got to do better than that. This has been the Double Drill Podcast. Thank you for listening. I'm out. Talk to you later. Peace.
Thank you for listening to the Double D Podcast, a.k.a. the Double Dribble Podcast, brought to you by the DL's Walk Show and The Voice Radio. You can listen to me on Anchor or on Spotify, and you can follow me on Twitter. Blah, 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 blah. You're truly some bozo.